Grace, mercy, and peace be with you all from God our Creator and the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. About 10 years ago, a man named A.J. Jacobs, journalist and author, husband and father, decided to see what would happen if, for a year, he tried to follow every single rule, law, and suggestion in the Bible as literally as possible. So he read a number of different versions of the Bible, he said including the hip-hop Bible, and wrote down over 700 rules. Familiar ones like the Ten Commandments, be fruitful and multiply, love thy neighbor, and also all of those more obscure ones. He described his experience in a book called A Year of Living Biblically. Has anyone heard of that? Anybody familiar with it? Okay. He said some of the rules he encountered were completely baffling. For instance, from Leviticus, you shall not wear a garment of cloth made of two kinds of stuff. This resulted in clearing his closet of all of his poly cotton t-shirts and unfortunately, his wedding suit, which was made of linen and wool. He found many rules to be really difficult to follow, like the one about not shaving his beard, which got so big that his wife didn't want to kiss him for the last two months of the experiment. Also, he said, it resulted in many long conversations with TSA officers at the airport. On day 64, he got to the rule about stoning people who had committed certain offenses. You can imagine his struggle. His first solution to obey this one was to gently drop a pebble, the Bible didn't say how big the stone had to be, to drop a pebble on someone's shoe and then apologize. He talked about the rules that he broke at least once a day, including no gossiping, no lying, no coveting. He wrote, remember, I live in Manhattan and I work as a journalist, so gossiping, lying, and coveting are about 70% of my day. <laughs> He's quite proud of how he and his wife fulfilled the rule to be fruitful and multiply. In fact, they had twins during his year of living biblically. Some of the laws, he said, enhanced his life in lovely and unexpected ways. For instance, in Ecclesiastes, it says, let your garments always be white. He wrote, I wore white pants and a white shirt and a white jacket, and I found that you cannot be in a bad mood when you're dressed like you're about to play the semifinals at Wimbledon. When the Bible told him to give thanks, he said he got completely carried away with it. He said it was strange, but great. Never have I been so aware of the thousands of little things that go right in our lives. And then this one, remember the Sabbath day to keep it holy. Now Jacobs describes himself as an extremely secular Jewish man and a workaholic. And he said his first experience of keeping Sabbath really surprised him. 
He said he learned the beauty of a pause in the week. No cell phones, no messages, no thinking about deadlines. It was a bizarre and glorious feeling, he said, and it blessed his family life. As strange and as difficult as the year was, it gave him a sense of just how sacred life truly is. I found Jacobs to be humble and funny and really very brave to take on this experiment of devoting himself entirely to living every rule he found in the Bible. And I am quite sure that Jesus was also looking on with interest and with love throughout Jacob's year because the law and how we understand it and how we live it out are also very important to our Lord. Would you all like to open your Bibles, please, to Matthew chapter 5? Matthew chapter 5, page 880. Page 880. We are still in the Sermon on the Mount. And would you take just a tiny detour with me, please, before we look at today's reading? Would you please notice the paragraph headings in bold print in chapter 5? You might recall that two weeks ago, my brother, Pastor Timothy, got to preach on the Beatitudes. And then last week, my brother, Pastor Mark, got to preach on salt and light. And then if you look at today's readings, you might notice that I get to preach on anger, adultery, divorce, and oaths. What is up with that? At least my, pa- my sister, Pastor Cheryl, gets to preach on retaliation next week, so that makes me feel a bit better. But like A.J. Jacobs, we shall persevere and we shall find the blessing in the law. And you may remember that last week we heard Jesus say, whoever does the commandments and teaches them will be great in the kingdom of heaven. The law was important to Jesus, but not in the way it was important to some others. Our Lord doesn't love the law for the sake of the law. In today's reading, we heard Jesus intensify and heighten and broaden the law. He goes deeply into the heart and the spirit of it until what we are really talking about is not legal requirements anymore, but rather our relationships with one another. Or as Pastor David Lowe says today, when he talked about this gospel reading, he said, this reading is really about what kind of a world we want to inhabit. You heard Jesus say it. It's not enough to just not murder someone. That doesn't fulfill the heart of the commandment. No, we need to go beyond not killing all the way to letting go of our anger at a brother or sister and reconciling and treating each other with respect. And that means not even speaking insulting words to each other. Hateful language can destroy the spirit and demean God's children, and that is also a kind of killing. 
You heard the Lord. It's not enough to avoid physically committing adultery. That doesn't fulfill the spirit of the law. No, we're to go way beyond that, to not even looking at another person with lust, as though that person is an object and not a beloved child of God. We heard him say, it's not enough to follow the letter of the law regarding divorce. Now at that time, a man could divorce his wife for ridiculous reasons by simply saying, I divorce you. If he gave her a legal certificate of divorce, then she could honorably remarry. But that was not enough for Jesus. He had a deep concern for those in the margins, for those who had less power in that society. And he was saying to those who had more power that others should not be considered disposable. And they should make sure that those without power in that culture, women and children, were provided for. These verses on divorce have been interpreted in ways that have caused pain and harm to many over the years, but they were meant as a protection of those who were vulnerable. And you heard our Lord say that it's not enough to keep ourselves from swearing falsely, from lying to others. No, we should be people who speak honestly and who act truthfully in all of our dealings with everyone all the time. Do you hear it? The Lord isn't holding up the law for the law's sake, but he does want us to keep the spirit and the heart of the law for our own sake, for the sake of our relationships, for the sake of the kind of world we want to live in. All that talk about tearing out your eyes and cutting off your hand is a way of saying, people, this is really important. Luther stressed that the law was like a precious gift of an adoring parent given to a beloved child, urging us to treat each other well. We have heard in the last couple of weeks that we are deeply blessed by our God, that we are the salt of the earth and the light of the world. And today our Lord urges us to live as people who are blessed and who are salt and who are light, not by just obeying the letter of the law, but by caring for one another on the deepest levels and holding the entire well-being of our neighbors close to our hearts. My friends, life will happen again this week. I suspect we will all have challenges set before us. We will be presented with situations where we can do the wrong thing or the purely lawful thing, or we can do the loving and respectful and compassionate thing. However we respond, we will be creating our corner of the kind of a world that we want to inhabit. May our good Lord help us to be people of blessing and salt and light and love. In the name of Jesus, amen.